Recently on The Roundtable, we discussed colonial-era monuments and responses to them, which have ranged from removal to artistic reinterpretation. Discussions like the one about statues aren't just happening outside in our public spaces, of course. They're also occurring in museums and at art galleries, with institutions rethinking what's in their collections, why things are in their collections and what to do about it. At the Art Gallery of Western Australia, for example, a new exhibition is titled Dispossession, Identity and Sense of Place. And it takes a new approach to the presentation of the gallery's famous colonial era artworks by juxtaposing them with Indigenous artists' works to stimulate debate around issues like national identity, land ownership and our relationship to the natural world. Melissa Harpley is the Curator of Historical Art and Manager of Curatorial Affairs at the Art Gallery of Western Australia. And I'm very pleased to say she joins us on Sunday Extra now. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you very much, Julian. Why did you decide on this approach to exhibiting your famous colonial era artworks? I've been thinking about how we dealt with our historical collection here at the gallery for a number of years. Um, we, in the past, have adopted a chronological model, which is really showing the works of art in our collection in kind of the order of them making in a kind of sequence, if you like. And that what that does is tend to indicate to audiences that somehow there is a natural order of progression. Mm. And that's not really how kind of image making happens and how it works. So I've been thinking for quite a while how to deal with our historical works in a way that makes them relevant for contemporary audiences, but also opens them up for rethinking about the context of their making and the kind of historical moment, if you like, of their making. And I think for me, one of the best ways to do that is to work in a visual way, which is to then put works of art next to each other in an exhibition or in a physical space and encourage audiences to look at them, to engage with them, to do a little bit what I did as an art history student, which is the compare and contrast kind of model mm, mm. of looking at works of art. So could you give us an example, Melissa, of one of the sort of main juxtapositions that visitors who are lucky enough to come to the WA Art Gallery will see on the wall? What's an example of some key pieces and the way they're juxtaposed? Sure. So in thinking about the exhibition, I was keen to work with some of our more popular pieces, the ones that the audiences really love because I guess they have a kind of iconic status in some people's minds. And so I wanted to maybe open up kind of conversations around that. So one of the best known works is a painting by Hans Heysen, a South Australian artist. It's called Droving into the Light. And it literally represents that. It's a very large painting. There's an image of a rural labourer on horseback. He's riding down a dusty path between two majestic red river gums, riding literally off into a kind of sunset scene across this cleared, largely cleared Australian landscape. There mm. are sheep in front of him. He's accompanied by his dogs and so on. So it's a very, it's seen by many people as somehow representing some kind of real Australia. And what mm. I wanted to do was compare as a start that kind of iconic pastoral industry image with a fabulous group of three paintings we have by Mervyn Street, who's an Indigenous artist based at Fitzroy Crossing. And these three images come from his own lived experience as a stockman working in the, um, the pastoral, the cattle industry in the Kimberley region. 
And they're images from a rodeo. So they're, they're of a guy on a bull as he's bucking and leaping around, if you like, the landscape. A very, very different image of human engagement with the natural world come from very different positions of experience in terms of the kind of the history of the pastoral industry within Australia. So they seemed like a fabulous kind of starting or leaping off point, if you like, to then broaden out looking at that history of that kind of depiction of the country. And of course, as well as the juxtaposition of the artworks themselves, one of the places I think perhaps where sort of ideology and perspective shows itself more clearly in an art gallery is in the descriptions of the artworks that uh, accompany them. How have you dealt with that issue in the Dispossession exhibition? I've taken what I think is a fairly light touch to that, I hope. Mm. Um, One of my personal peeves, if you like, is when I go into exhibitions and the didactic material, the labels that accompany artworks kind of tell me what to think. So I've tried (laughs) not to do that. Certainly there are some, some written texts that I hope explain for audiences my thinking behind groupings of work. So there's an introductory panel that talks about, for example, why there are images of 19th century French rural labourers included in the exhibition, and that's because they give the context to the Heysen image and that kind of image of, of work on the landscape. There's another text that talks about recent Indigenous art practices and the images from the Kimberley artists that are in the space. So I've tried to use them as kind of guides to audiences to think about what they're seeing. Alongside that, I do try to work very much with the physical space, so actually just placing works in juxtaposition with each other. We also have a great architecture here at the Art Gallery of Western Australia where our spaces are based on um, a kind of hexagonal layout and that enables you to kind of open up a space so that you can actually see a number of works from a single vantage point. So I've tried to work very much with the architecture so that there's one place where you can stand, for example, and you can see the Heisen droving into the light. You can see the Mervyn Street painting of the bull ride, but you can also see an extraordinary narrative work by Phyllis Thomas, which illustrates how one of her relatives just escaped massacre by two white pastoralists. So from that, you get that visual range. And for me as well, on top of that is we live in a society where we are surrounded with images the whole time. So I've taken the view that most of us are probably more visually literate than perhaps we're aware of and that people are actually very good at reading images. So I'm hoping that that comes into play as well to just think a little bit more deeply about what they're looking at. On Sunday Extra, we are speaking with Melissa Harpley, Curator of Historical Art and Manager of Curatorial Affairs at the Art Gallery of WA about the gallery's new exhibition, Dispossession, Identity and Sense of Place. Melissa, the exhibition's already open. What sort of reaction have you been getting from visitors to the gallery? Positive so far, which is really terrific. It's very exciting. We've had good numbers through the gallery space and I'm kind of fairly positive and optimistic that people are actually are engaging with what they're seeing. It's interesting that you said you didn't want to take too didactic an approach and it's more by the sounds of things about the placement, the juxtaposition and then leaving people to to think about it themselves. Are you finding that some people think that perhaps themes of dispossession and things like that aren't 
emphasised enough and that others think there's too much of it or are people really engaging with the juxtaposition that you've described? You know, there will be a range of responses to the exhibition. I'm sure that there will be some who think that um, it's not the gallery's place to put on these kind of exhibitions. But Mm. from my view, it is absolutely our place to do that kind of work. I don't think that in the current climate with the kind of global political movements that are underway, that galleries can kind of keep being in that position where we pretend that in some way we're kind of completely objective. We're part of a cultural political structure and I think it's very important for us to do this work and you hope that you take audiences with you, but you're not going to take 100% of people all the time and I guess we have to be comfortable in what we're doing that, that that's okay. Uh, Melissa, you mentioned before the Escape series, which is a series of artworks uh, that reveals the story of the artist's uncle narrowly escaping death at the hands of white cattle station workers. That's an amazing story. Could you tell us a bit more um, of the stories of some of the other Aboriginal artists in the exhibition? So because of the starting point with Heisen and Mervyn Street, I've largely kept the selection um, of works, and this was done in conjunction with talking with our Indigenous curators at the gallery as well, mm. not just me, but with a focus on on that Kimberley region. And in conversation, it became clear that there's a moment probably around the turn of this last century, where Kimberley artists, uh, some of them felt more confident to be able to actually depict oral history stories that their families have been carrying with them for generations. So that in the exhibition, uh, some of the earlier Kimberley works are fairly straight depictions of country by the likes of Queenie Mackenzie or um, Paddy Jamagee and, and Jack Britton. But then around 2000, you start to have Kimberley artists who do make paintings like the Phyllis Thomas series of paintings that very much address that very problematic history of the pastoral industry in the Kimberley region. So as well as The Escape, there is a, an extraordinary powerful painting by Paddy Bedford, which depicts both the Emu Dreaming site, which is a site that his family was responsible for maintaining and um, and caring for, but it was also the site of a, of a massacre on the Bedford Downs station in the early 1920s. So this painting by Paddy Bedford captures both those aspects in the one work. So there's the very deep time uh, of the dreaming narrative and then a very kind of contemporary history as well encapsulated in that painting. Well, it sounds fascinating and fantastic. Melissa, thank you so much for speaking with us about Dispossession, the new exhibition at the Art Gallery of West Australia. How long is it open for, Melissa? It's up until March of next year. Plenty of time to trek over to the West then to check it out. Thank you so much for speaking with us on Sunday Extra. My pleasure. Thank you. Melissa Hapley is Curator of Historical Art and Manager of Curatorial Affairs at the Art Gallery of West Australia. The full title of the exhibition is Dispossession, Identity and Sense of Place. And there's more on this story at ABC Online with images of some of the artworks and further discussions. We'll put a link to that on the Sunday Extra story page. And of course, you can go to the website of the Art Gallery of Western Australia for more information too. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.